guys are so loud. You're gonna blow the eardrums out of everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Legends of Loam. I'm Jonathan Banner, your game master and host of this podcast. About halfway through this episode, we took a break, and when we came back to record the last part of this episode, there was a technical difficulty, and the recordings for that segment were lost. So I will be describing what happened as best I can so as not to break up the flow of the narrative. Ever since this happened, we have been keeping a better backup of our audio recordings, but there's nothing we can do about this segment. And now, on with the show. Enjoy. I'm Joel, and I play Maud Brattle, the level 2 Great Old One Warlock. I'm Heather, and I play Willa Lightstep, the level 2 Rogue. Hi, I'm Matt. I play Barnabas Bulwark, the level 2 Paladin. Previously, on The Legends of Loam. So, you fall into a deep dream? Okay. Joel. You're asleep in your little cabin. You're suddenly on hard stone. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. I'll just like curl up in the fetal position. Okay. <laughs> and say, hello. I know we're in a dark place, and I'm a minotaur, but I promise I'm not going to hurt you. I think this pedestal is your same symbol. Was there an item for it? <laughs> I kind of just point to, uh, to Willa. Slide of hand. It's not out here anymore. <laughs> I rolled an at 20. What, sir? I'm off. You two want to come? I suppose. Which portal <laughs> do you go through? I point to him off. You look like a human that knows things about magic. Based why on just how. Why does everyone work. assume that? You have a look. Thanks, I guess. I, they seem to relate to some of the schools of magic. Okay. But I only remember what the purple one is. I guess we were wrong about assuming he knew something about magic. That's you know. I'm gonna start heading towards the blue one because I had good luck with blue earlier. Onward and upward, not magic a human. Uh, Alright. You step into a room that it has a ceiling and a wall and four walls and presumably and a floor. No, a floor. That's, that's, a, that's good. That's important. Um, there you walk out of again, you walk out of a white portal. Um, there are five alcove potential portal places. Two of them have clear gems. The other three have a red, a orange, and a yellow. In the middle of this room, there is a large circular table. Um, It has a bunch of different runes on it. It's got a bunch of different symbols of varying languages. There's also, in the very middle of it, there is um, like the shallow depression of like a handprint sitting on it. Um, so do we recognize any of the writing on this table thing? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's some elven, there's some dwarvish. Should take me a vacation before I can read all of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's some gnomish, sylvan, <coughs> draconic, celestial, abyssal, deep speech, infernal. Okay. There's a little bit of every language almost. Okay. Any common? Or halfling? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just staring at it like... This makes no sense mm. whatsoever. Can can you make heads or tails of this? Well, I can read the deep speech ones, the elven, and the dwarven. You recognize that a good number of these are used in spells and other arcane magical things. Uh, can I do an arcana check here? Absolutely. Uh, five. This room is magical. No, this pedestal is magical. Um, you can kind of sense some, not like, there are channels that go from this pedestal to each of the portals. With a five, that's as much. Yeah, yeah. Can I put my hand in the indentation? Sure. Okay. You feel, it's, it's warm to the touch, and you feel magical energy leaving your body. There is a slight hum about the room, and then... Nothing. You have used one spell so long. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't have to worry about this since you are a magical mod. <laughs> what I can recognize are the runes. appears that to be runes used in spells and magic stuff like that. Hmm. I don't know exactly what this all is, exactly, but I can tell that it may have something to do with some sort of magic, given the runes. 
Why don't you try the hand thing? <sighs> Fine. You feel a spell slide, you okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try it. Nothing? You don't have any spell slots, right? I don't. Okay. I am completely not nothing. magically at all. Yes. Okay, mm. so. Mm. Uh, any of you guys want to roll Arcana Jacks? I mean, I know nothing about magic, but sure, I'll see if I remember any no, random gossip. Yeah. I know ish. That's more than that. That's more than me. You think back to some of like you you've seen people do magic. You can't sense any magic because you don't have that sense about you, yeah. right? So I don't think you've learned anything mm-hmm. new. Okay. Could I do an arcana check? Sure. Okay. If hey, there we go. Hey. Yeah. Um. You haven't. You've not seen anything specifically like this, but you've you have seen. Priests and clerics write spell scrolls, um, and you know that that is usually like a sequence of different runes meaning different things, and then they channel, and then they channel magic into it and create the spell. Hmm. Okay, and you said there was um, gnomish on the. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different languages on this. Joel, why don't you give me a history check? Okay. 17. All right. You remember the way the gnomes taught magic to humans, or at least as one story tells, is that they would use something kind of similar to this to help the humans focus their minds to be able to cast a spell. That they would, basically, they'd write out a bunch of different stuff to help them focus on what they wanted to do, and then they would place their hand on the word they wanted like, to help them focus. So, like, they put fire and then uh, cast, like, a firebolt or something. It's a way, it was a way of training different people to cast spells. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, like, the people who weren't naturally great at magic, this is how they used to teach people. It's very not effective, but, it, like, with enough time, you could teach someone who couldn't cast anything to cast a spell. So, you're... That is what you know of past history, historic things, the history check. Okay. Are there any words that I recognize that say door or anything like that? Roll me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, not Ooh. 20. Oh, yes. Um, there is a word on there that it means, it doesn't mean door or portal, but it says passage more or less. Um, and in this particular spelling of the word, it meant like a voyage or a long distance travel. <laughs> but it could also, depending, you know, but also languages, depending on the other words around it, it could also mean like a secret passage or something. Okay. Well, I'll try placing my hand and trying to focus through that, uh, that rune. You touch the rune and it uh, starts to light up um, and there's some, there's some energy around it, but it did not take a spell slot. There is no light in the center where the hand is. Since you did get a 20, you think you might have to modify that word with something else. Like another word. Okay, to specify like a portal. Uh, I did see that uh, gnomish word for travel, so maybe I point that out. Travel, passage. If you take your hand off of that one, everything still stays lit up. Okay. So do you push the one that says travel? Sure. Nothing happens. Okay. It does not light up. And it doesn't delight. No. Okay. It doesn't cause you to be delighted. <laughs> or the pedestal to be delighted. Roll me and um, do another investigation check to okay. see if you see any other words you know. Um, four. Oh. You may have had that word for passage upside down, and if it's upside down, it might mean rock. <laughs> it's a very weird language. It seems to be a word. Maybe. I said maybe. No. I'd like to look mm-hmm. it over again, too. Okay. I know dwarvish and gnomish along with comet. Okay. So, I can do investigation. About 12. Um, you're looking at this, and while no words stand out to you, you do notice that 
there's some wear and tear around one of them. Like it's been pushed down a lot. Okay. I don't know what that word means. No, it's in Sylvan. Um, well, I'll press it. Uh, it also lights up. Mm. Uh, the handprint in the center also starts to light up. Well, uh, in that case, seeing that, I guess I will uh, try putting my hand on the center. You feel a spell slot be sucked out of you, and the red portal lights up, but none of the other ones do. Okay. <sighs> well, that's something. I guess red it is. Shall we go through? And you guys walk through out through the red portal. <laughs> I expected that room to take longer. <laughs> but I'll be honest, I'm a too. I was kind of baffled. Well, yeah, you're, you're I'm like, I don't really much I really wanted you guys to just spend all of your spell slots so you'd have to figure out <laughs> well, what else to do. Spell slots. I only have one left. Fortunately, a warlock. Alright, so you guys step out of the portal and you have all of your spell slots back. Hey! Uh, you guys are fully refreshed. You are in another room with a large chasm down the middle. Oh, great. There's a good number of pillars in this room, about 10 feet from each other. You can see at the bottom of all of this, there is water. It looks kind of deep. And you may have seen movement in it. You're not 100% sure. Either way, not going down there. Uh, when you guys walk into this room, you see on the other side of the room two people. It's about a 60 foot difference from one side to the other. You see a uh, wood elf and a human. Who are you? Uh, they look back and say, oh, hello. The human's like, a, oh, my name is Malfar. Malfar. Malfir. Malfir. My name is Malfir. I too don't know my name often. <laughs> I don't say my own name that often. <laughs> Other people are usually saying it to me. <laughs> I guess you don't introduce yourself to the people very often. Uh, no. I do. Uh, he's like a 12-year-old. <laughs> the wood elf, she holds up a spyglass and is there on your side with you. And is like, hello, I am Elimeth. That was amazing. <laughs> They can? Did you not see my weird javelin great axe? Like, do you pull it out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just a, like, it's like a nightmare. It is a dagger. <laughs> I, I swear that's never happened before. <laughs> I would offer to help you cross, but I can't. It, this thing seems to only be a one person deal. Huh. Gotcha. That's unfortunate. Now, Fiar, it's like, hey, what are you guys talking about? We're talking about you! <laughs> That's not a very paladin like thing to say. I'm still stressed out. And I need a yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys can tell he's got like a, a staff. He's kind of like using it to like try to like pull himself up and like on his tippy toes and see. What you guys are talking about. She's got me curious. I'm going to try pulling out the circlet and concentrate on it and see if I can make it do anything without being too super obvious about it. Well, I want to stealth. Okay. 19 yeah. plus 7, I think I'm stealthy. And then I want an arcana check. Oh, this is going to be great. Nine. I need you two to roll me charisma scene. Oh, no. That's right. Uh, I got a 21. Nothing seems to happen. Okay. Well, that's boring. I'll gonna, put it back away. Uh, it, you do look, like, you're looking at it, and this thing is a circlet. You do wear it on your head. But, whatever. Gotta accessorize. <laughs> Come on now. And look at the, uh, bracelets. How do I use this exactly? Our common check. 21. You know a cantrip. Oh. Uh, it is called Shape Water. Oh. It's basically water bending. I just marked that that is through the bracelet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's... So that you know that. I'm pretty sure it's not I, a moral cantrip. I know. So, this is all happening. Because we're all just like, oh, oh, these do things? <laughs> I'm 
I was pretty sure mine did something. I mean, I wasn't sure if it was would, just... Would you good. like to do an arcana check on yours? Or have <laughs> someone do an arcana check on yours? That can also be... I'm, can also I'm getting the basic deal of, I'd, like, I draw it and it becomes a random weapon. I'm oh. going to go up to the magic-y person. <laughs> magic-y person, in quotes. This thing doesn't really <laughs> seem to do anything? As now, you know that she has it. <laughs> uh, 16. You, you know what this thing does. <laughs> Just do it in character. It appears that uh, this has magical properties to be able to, if you concentrate through it, you can attempt to charm a person with it. Oh, okay. Concentrate through it? Like, you're not a magic user, but like, wear it and maybe, I don't know, do some weird thing with your hands or something, I don't know. You figure it magical out. thoughts? Something like that. And I'm sure you'll get the hang of it. And then you can try and get someone to be much more uh, fond of you or amicable with you. Oh, okay. Just have a headache with purpose. <laughs> Sounds effective. Cool. All right. So it's ten foot gaps between each thing? Well, there's no way I'm jumping that. We don't have pittance. We have nothing. How else exactly are we going no. to uh, get across now, then? That is an excellent question. Are there any other things in the room besides just the people and the pillars? There's water below, mm-hmm. and there might be some movement in that water. Elimeth is like, I'll, I'll be back in a little bit. And she raises the eyeglass and looks across, and she's over there. She's talking to uh, the kid for a little bit. He's like, they're not arguing, but she's trying to convince a 12-year-old to do something. <laughs> Good luck. So they're arguing. Yes. <laughs> when, when she comes back across from where the, the, the 12-year-old's at, you can see she's frustrated, but she's holding it in very well. And my young companion that has decided to follow me, his item allows him to summon vines. It does some other stuff, but he could create a way for you to climb up the other side if you could swim across. And as you guys are looking, there are purposeful handholds on this side. Hmm. So if someone fell in the water, they could climb up. Uh, Elimeth is telling you there's not that on the other side, but he could drop the vines, roots, stuff down to you guys in the water if you make it across. Well, if I had time to attune to my sweet new bracelet, Mm -hmm. Then I could actually freeze five feet of water and then another five feet in front of that and keep doing that in front of us if we can stay within that range and that would support us. Um, I'll allow you to do what the spell says it can do without attuning to it. Attunement is a mechanic in 5th edition D&D that limits the number of magical items that a player character can have equipped. This keeps your characters from being ridiculously overpowered and just somewhat overpowered. Um, that is what they are offering. Okay. And they're doing this out of the kindness of their hearts? They are also trapped here. That makes sense. More people, though. You want to, if you want to roll an insight on her, you can. My attention headache's gone away, so I'm starting to see the good in people again. <laughs> right? Well, we have the we have your ice and we have the vines just in case, so... Okay, let's do it. Well, the vines will help you climb up yeah. when you yeah. get to the other side. Okay. Okay. The ice is pretty much first to just be able to hopefully get across without having to swim. Okay. Not swimming sounds good. Yeah. I don't like water. Not that water. I don't like water in general. <laughs> Alright, well, shall we? And the climb down. I will need strength checks yep. to climb down. Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 Well, no. I'll get down one way or the other. Yes. <laughs> Eight. Fourteen. It's a nat one, but I can reroll oh, that. Oh, sure. Yes. For a 13 on the die, which for a strength check is a 12. Okay. So Mob makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's... I'm a, just preparing the way. There's a very large splash as Barnabas <laughs> might have grabbed some loose gravel or maybe climbing down with hoofs that's feet is not a great thing. If that was an uh, athletics check, would that have made much of a difference? It would have made it a 10. Yeah, I think you still would have fallen. <laughs> With a 12, a small, there's a much smaller splash as the halfling lands in the water beside you. No. I think she, you made it down farther than him, 
but you still fell. Alright, well I'm gonna go ahead and ready the ice okay. and then try and help Get the halfling out of the water. <laughs> Thanks. Ew. I'll cheer the Minotaur on. <laughs> Swim over. Are you connecting this to the wall so they can get on top of it at the very least? Yeah, I mean, like, the first bit of ice is okay. from the wall. You could go against the outside wall if you wanted to. True, that would be safer. Or you could try to do, like, a direct yeah. route. Or you could try to go from pillar to pillar. They are 10 feet apart. Yes. And you just circle around mm-hmm. it and do that. Yeah, well, we'll do that. We'll just go around the pillars. I, you guys are all on ice. Yeah. Okay. You guys slowly start making your way across the water uh, between the pillars. Okay. There is definitely movement in the water below you. After, you guys make it about halfway across when a viney tentacle thing lashes out and wraps um, around Maud's leg. They've got a 19. Can I um, draw my... Hopefully, whatever it'll. <laughs> hopefully, a good uh, bladed item to try to cut it. Sure. We'll see what weapon you get. 14. Uh, 14. Uh, that's a great axe again. Okay. I uh, want to chop the. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 14 plus 5, 19. Uh, yeah, you easily chop it off. Um, and it, this thing, as soon as it's disconnected, it lets go of your leg um, and it shrivels back into the water. Not today, hentai. <laughs> As I'm there, like, horrified, trying to not hyperventilate, but still keep us moving forward. As if nothing went wrong at all. I think you probably speed up a little bit. <laughs> and you guys are making your way across. Um, you guys make it to the other side with... You see more movement, but it is staying a little bit cautious. And you see when you get to the other side that... They're more like long roots than vines, but they've worked their way down through the rock. Um, it is going to be an athletics check to claim this, but I will give you advantage because they are helping. Okay. Okay. Um, and the roots seem to move a little bit to help you specifically. Um, I rolled two 16s, five plus five, so. Okay. You easily manage to make your way up. Joel? <laughs> 13. Okay, you also make your way up fairly easily. I actually got a 16. Nice. Uh, you scamper up pretty quickly. Um, you don't do Barnabas, but you do get up fairly quickly. Not everything but a race. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> Let's take a moment and breathe. When you get up there, you see that um, the kid, that he has more or less planted his staff into the ground, and the roots seem to be growing out of that staff. And there are two active portals, cool. a yellow and an orange one. That was cool. Thanks for the help, kid. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Elemeth is like, oh, yes. Uh, perhaps we can continue together. We know that the portals disappear when you complete a room. We have the blue and the green one left to do. Uh, we have the orange and the yellow. Ah. Well, perhaps you could tell me some details about those rooms. Assuming, assuming <laughs> everyone history check. <laughs> Not how history works. Assuming they'll be the same for you. Yes. So you had the blue and the green remaining, yes? Blue yes. one was the potions, yes. I believe. Potions? Yes. It was a, uh, all the portals were very small. And we had to drink a potion to shrink to ah, go through them. Yes. I see. I believe it was. And the potion that we drank was a um, in a blue bottle with a swirl, and it was under the main table. I see. Thank you. Which portals do you still have active? We have the yellow and the orange. Ah, uh, the orange one is a um, is a test of concentration and willpower. There is a room that you must retrieve to activate the next portal. Um, but it is protected by a few various traps. There's some poison and some thunder. Do you remember anything of the green portal? I would tell you if I understood what happened in that one. It was this big table with lots of symbols all over it. 
And a handprint in the middle? And do you, did you ever actually understand that? Because it confused me. I understand some of the basics of it. It was based off of the way that gnomes used to teach humans magic. The apparatus that they used. I know, I know nothing of that. They, they had runes to place your hand on and focus to uh, cast magic through that. And there were a few runes on there that were related to passages and travel that we used to uh, press and a handprint in the center of it then lit up, then opened the portals. It was the uh, word for passage and it was that very well-worn word that we pressed. Um, in the yellow room, um, the yellow portal, at least, at least for us, was a, inside there is a, there's a dragon. Hmm. He holds the key to the next portal. Um, and you must get that key from him. We were able to strike a bargain. It was not an easy task. Hmm. What exactly was he willing to bargain for? There was a third member of our group. I see. I see. Well, I think we should be on our way now. Thank you for your help. Thank you for telling us what is ahead. She grabs the kid by like his ear and drags him over to an empty alcove, which they step through and disappear. This is getting real morally ambiguous for my liking. Well, I think we should go through the orange portal. Sounds good. Yes, orange sounds brilliant. <laughs> at this point in time that our audio recordings just go silent. I'm about to describe to you what happened during this session, but it doesn't have quite the flair as us actually playing it does. Our heroes headed into the orange portal. They walked out of a white portal and into an empty room with five empty portals, a plain metal door, and small round holes set in the walls. Each portal has a panel beside it with an imprint of a palm and a gemstone above each portal. Four of these gems are white, and one of them is yellow. Behind the plain metal door is a short 10-foot hallway to another metal door. There is a window in here looking into yet another room. The only thing in that room is a small pedestal with a rune glowing in an imprint of a hand. Only one of these metal doors can be opened at a time, creating an airlock. The holes in the walls were only a foot deep, but had some sort of magic contained in them. Neither Barnabas nor Maud could determine what this magic was for. Willa volunteered to go through the airlock to get the room. She entered, and as soon as the first door was closed, the room began to fill with poisonous gas. Willa held her breath and was able to get through the door to the room without a problem. Upon placing her hand on the pedestal, the room transferred itself to her hand and she felt the magic being stored in her brain, forcing her to concentrate on it as if it were a spell. Meanwhile, back in the main room, Maud and Barnabas grew concerned as the holes in the wall began to glow with magic. Small yellowish bubbles grew out of these spots and stayed that way, at least until Willa walked back in. When Willa exited the airlock and took a big breath of air in, the bubbles launched off the walls towards her. They didn't move exceptionally fast, but there were a lot of them. Barnabas smacked one with his greatsword, and it let out a bout of thunder. Maud and Barnabas protected Willa as she made her way to the yellow portal and activated it, at which point the bubbles dissipated and they were able to move on. As you might expect, they walked into the yellow portal and out of a white portal. The room they walked into was simple. The portals were evenly spaced out along the walls, but every portal had a large keyhole beside it in order to activate it. The gems above the portals were all white. In the center of the room was a large pile of treasure. Coins, gems, swords, armor, jewelries, crowns, you name it, and it was in the center. Everything, except a key. It wasn't until the three members of our party looked up that they noticed they weren't alone. A huge adult red dragon sat perched above them, watching them intently. A lone key hung around its neck. After some clever fast talk and excellent persuasion rolls and, well, I'll be honest, I don't remember how they convinced the dragon, and none of our notes say how they did it either. But eventually, the dragon used his key and opened a portal for our heroes. They quickly made their way through the white portal that the dragon had opened. As they exited the last portal and it winked out, they were greeted with the sounds of battle. The room was a large open space with several large columns and pillars in the center of it, 
A few of them were broken, but no debris was found on the ground. Combat was happening on the other side of the pillars, out of eyesight, but the sounds of fighting and the occasional energy blast were a clear giveaway. Only one figure could be seen as they entered the room, a female halfling, which we used a Lego minifig of a policeman as a miniature. That is why we often refer to them as male and as a cop. Um, but we rolled for initiative and Willa immediately started stealthing as soon as she could. And we pick up as Maud starts his turn. Alright, so I'm going to follow suit with Willa so we can actually try and have some stick to itiveness. Okay. Togetherness. Yeah. And uh, I guess I will try and hide as well. Okay. Um, so that's going to be a five stealth. Awesome. You're going to give our position away. I'm going to give my position away. As long as you're stealthy enough, then you should be fine. Okay. You can hide next to me as I'm getting beaten. <laughs> They're just on the ground with them, just punching my face in. Okay. So the cop totally saw you moving. Um, and he can see basically your group and the group behind the pillar, and he looks like he just not going to want to get in with that. So he's going to rush over here. Rush as much as a halfling can. <laughs> Be perfectly on the side of the pillar so you guys can't see her. Um, and actually, she's gonna move. She's gonna dash. Uh, no, she's not. She's gonna. She's gonna ready an action. I um. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Willow. Okay. You get plus two uh, bonus to your AC. Thank you. And that's uh, for up to ten minutes. And it is a uh, concentration. That was bonus action? Yeah, it was bonus action. Yeah, move into action still. Yep. However, you cannot cast another spell. You can only cast one spell per okay. turn. Not including cantrips. Okay. You can cast a cantrip, but you can't cast another spell this okay. turn. That's like actual legit rules hmm, okay. that you can't cast more than one spell per I turn. I forget about them yeah. all the time. So I could okay. cast a level one spell and a cantrip in the same turn. Um, that is my understanding, okay, I guess. Cool. I may be wrong. Well, that seems I'm reasonable. sure someone will tell me if it is It seems wrong. reasonable considering the Warlock combo with Hex and yes. uh, Eldritch Blast. Yes. I uh, move to the cop. Okay. And, um, and okay. his action, or her action goes off. Okay. Because she ready an action to attack anyone who got... Uh, within range of her. Does a math is hard. Okay. Um, it hits. Okay. It hits. <laughs> okay. Um, four. Four damage. Okay. Uh, she just kind of punches you right in the kneecap. Dang, girl. Fortunately, Minotaur knees are slightly different and can take being hit. <laughs> On a human, that might have, like, buckled them and brought them down, but you're good. Okay. You can continue your turn now. I'm going to use my horns to gore her. Okay. Gosh. Uh, ten? Okay, that will miss. Okay. Let's move, action, bonus action. Mm -hmm. You're good. Alright, uh, Heather. Okay. And since this... This is the first fight we've gotten into. We are using flanking. Okay. So just curious. Yes. I know that the circlet requires attunement. Yes. Can I use it without having attuned it? Yes. Um, you can only, uh, like, I believe you can use it once per day without attunement. Okay. And then with attunement. Just like, Joel, you can use yours, but I'm going to, I'm gonna, you can use it as the cantrip that mm -hmm. it is now. Make sure to shape all the wire in the room. Yes. <laughs> You could just spit a lot. And, you know, <laughs> there you go. But only part of it. You could spit enough and make it into like an icicle and stab people. <laughs> Seems like a legitimate and time efficient strategy. <laughs> or blood. You can freeze half of blood. Yeah. Um, it just looks really good because then you don't have any of the actual blood cells. So it's just this clear blood. You could trap some of it in the ice. It'd be a little bit probably. Yeah. Depending on how you like if you moved it before or doing it or just. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get into the real anatomy okay. of this. <laughs> Let's see. Trim person has a range of 30 feet. I'm going to come around here 
and just try slip on the circlet really quickly and try to charm this opponent into not fighting us. Alright, what is that roll that I need to make? It is a wisdom saving throw, and because we are fighting, mm -hmm. um, it is at advantage. Okay. What number am I looking to... You need to get at least 12. What? 12. I got a 19. Okay. That comes up. They have a zero bonus. Okay. I actually have stat blocks for everything. Okay. I am going to finish my movement coming back, okay. and I'm going to use my cunning action to try to hide. Okay. <laughs> that was a nat one, which I am re-rolling to a nat 20. <laughs> All right. Nice. Here you go. The highest highs and lowest lows. How many times today can you re-roll a nat one, Heather? It's infinite. You just yeah, can't re-roll. Yeah, you can't like re-roll the same. Yeah, if you roll a one yeah. and you re-roll two a one, you okay. have to take that. But other than that, there's no limit. Halflings are really pretty it's good. Brilliant. Yeah. One of the key reasons that I actually chose that particular. Yeah. She'd be glad she didn't pick up the coin. <laughs> well, the coin overwrites that. Yeah. No, we've never played this game, this entire campaign with Mom, not even this entire campaign. It's an alternate timeline, Dan. Who knows who we could meet while running this campaign? Oh, no, all of your characters are dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> Because I don't want to try to roleplay your characters. Oh, that would be awkward yourself. and weird. Uh, actually, that's not how they would react in this situation. They would give me every single high value they have. They just like me a lot. <laughs> Alright. Um, they probably would stab us. Okay, so you got a crit 20 on your stealth. Yes. Um, Maud, you see Willa step out from behind this pillar. Yes. And she doesn't come back. Maud? <laughs> Are you there, What's happening to me? That's Andy. Willa, where'd you go? I'm right here, you adult. That came out of thin air. What's happening? I like that, like, you yourself are looking around, and, like, in-game, you're like a human who's, like, definitely looking higher than she would ever be. <laughs> but you still can't see her. Unless you, you're welcome to try to roll a perception check to see if you see her, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think Anyway, more stuff happens behind that pillar over there that you guys can't see. You see another brief flash of lightning. Math is hard. Uh, and then it is, uh, Joel's turn. Alright. Since we seem to be clearly in combat with this halfling, I'm going to step out. Okay. I'm going to... I'm gonna go ahead and hex them. Okay. Cast hex on them. Yes. And then for my action, I'm going to try and eldritch blast them. Don't hit me, please. I'll try. So what do I need to do for? So hex, I don't think you do anything. I didn't. Okay. It just happens. Okay. Let me check real quick, because I also need the extra damage from it as well. I'll give you some more space. There <laughs> you go. It's bad when your player needs more table space than the DM. <laughs> Yeah, you just place it on them. Oh, I also get to target has a disadvantage on ability checks me with chosen ability. Okay. Um, so I will choose wisdom. Yeah, and so until the spell ends, whenever I hit them, I do an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. And then if it, they drop to zero before the spell ends, which is concentration up to an hour, I can use a bonus action to put it onto a new creature. Got it. Cool. So now I'm going to try and hit them with Eldritch Blast. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to... Definitely miss with an eight. I think you miss because you're trying not to hit Barnabas. That seems like a fair point. I don't really want to anger the Minotaur. It is the female halfling's turn, and she will try to get a, another swing off at Barnabas for a two. That's a ten. Nope. Uh, but she's gonna swing with her offhand, which is a four. <laughs> Sorry, her kneecaps are just too strong for her. <laughs> um, but it is your turn. Alright, I do have a question about Divine Smite. Yes. Do I have to declare that I'm going to do that before I roll or after? I believe the player's handbook says it doesn't matter. It's after the attack roll, but before the damage is actually rolled. Sounds right. Alright, I'm going to attack with my horns again for um, 16. Mm -hmm. That will hit. Okay, I'm going to imbue it 
It's like I'm grabbing my horns all full metal alchemist style and viewing <laughs> it with holy energy. So that does um does the one D ten plus two D eights. I get a plus three for that. Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. So eight. Nice. And five. Okay. You basically like headbutt this halfling, more or less. Mm -hmm. So when you would normally expect to see the life leave an enemy's eyes when you kill them or when you knock them unconscious when like their eyes would roll back into the back of their heads, she's just gone. Hmm. So she's never been there. A headbutt her so hard she doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I look over to Willa, like, you best not disrespect me because that could happen to you. Do you see her? No. I look over to where not. she could be. <laughs> <laughs> I assume she's still behind the pillar. So you look at the pillar. I look at the pillar and I talk to her. Because halflings disappear when they get hit hard enough, apparently. I disappear anyhow. <laughs> uh, can I use lay on hands in combat? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's a full action. Something you should look up. Yeah. Lay on hands. Um, I think it's like as, an as an action. Okay. Can. Yeah. All right, I'm good then. All right then. Heather, right before you go, you see a flash of light behind you as this. It is a humanoid bird that you've never seen the likes of before. They've got arms, not really wings, but they're covered in feather, they have a beak. It looks a little bit like an eagle. They're wearing clothes. Uh, it's fairly disconcerting. That's kind of horrifying. Yeah. Who tonight will be played by Chewbacca. <laughs> but it is your turn. So you see the bird person step through the portal, wide-eyed look around. I am going to scrounge around really quickly and see if there's any, like, fallen debris I can use as an improvised weapon or anything. Perception. That's 12. For being a battleground, this is a pretty clean room. The pillars in this room are broken, but you don't see any debris on the ground at all. Cool. I'm going to come over here and hide on this side of the pillar then. Okay. Because literally, with an unarmed strike... I do zero damage, because I have negative a negative one strength. Um, 16 to hide. I'm sorry, what did you say for still? 16. Okay. You literally said it, and it went in one <laughs> ear and right out the other. That happens. So that happens, that happens, and that does not happen. Okay. Stuff is happening out of sight that you can't quite see. So pretty much everyone can kind of see, at least against the back wall, mm -hmm. that flash of electricity. And you can like see kind of them on either side of the mm -hmm. pillar, but they keep like are going at it behind the pillar enough that you can't quite make anything out. But that all happens, and then Joel, it is your turn. Okay. Well, I'm gonna run behind the Matar, and <laughs> then I'm going to try and persuade them. Who? The Birdman. Okay. Who's slightly horrifying. I'm not going to tell him that to his face. But I'm going to tell him, we don't need to fight here. We, we can all be friends here. Uh, what's your name? Seven. Um, what language did you say that in? Probably common. They look at you, their head kind of snaps at you and looks at you, but they don't say anything back. Do they look like they're about to kill me? Have you ever fought a bard before? <laughs> <laughs> Unless I got attacked by a goose on the way to class one day or something, probably not. You're, you can't quite read this bird person. It's either slight racism because they're a bird person, or you just don't know how to read a bird's <laughs> face. Okay, well, I guess that'll be the end of my turn for now. Alrighty. So, Matt, it is your turn. I'm going to pull out my, my little holy symbol, my medallion, and just going to do land hands myself. I'm going to use four of the. So I'm back to full health. Uh, move or bonus action? I'm going to keep where I am. I have a little watchful eye on my new friends. <laughs> so this bird person, they jump into the air and soar over to the top of one of these pillars. Um, and they're just kind of perched there, getting, like, looking around, getting, getting a bird's eye view. <laughs> um, and that is all they are going to do. Heather. Okay, I'm going to quickly whisper to them, I'm gonna go look for another way out of here. Who the frick said that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna creep over here towards the wall and start looking. Uh, um, give me perception check. That's a 16. You don't see any... Nothing well, Besides the way you came in, which is not active, mm -hmm. you don't see any way out of this room. Okay, I'm gonna use my cunning action to hide over here by the wall then. 
That was a nat one, which I'm going to re-roll. I am very glad I have that. Um, and that's an 18 plus 7 to hide, so. So, 25. Until yeah. the DM's getting frustrated by that. <laughs> no, I just, like, I literally came up with a great way to take care of critical failures, and no one runs. <laughs> You've gotten so many, too. I have gotten so many. You've gotten so many. That's like the fifth one. Today? Tonight. Today. And we've been only been playing for like an hour and a half. Okay, so these guys again. Guess I should do this in actual order. They are still going at it over in that corner. I seriously thought these guys would have finished fighting each other like two rounds ago. But, uh, so Joel. I'm going to keep my eye on the Birdman, but I'm going to move a little bit closer to over here and try and see like if I can tell what exactly is happening there okay. behind the pillar. So perception check, I guess. Yeah. Seventeen. So in their movement, they're fighting and whatnot. It doesn't look like the the high elf uh, is armed in any way, and it's just if anything, he's like scratching at the Goliath. Jeez. The Goliath has a whip, which, as you're watching them fight, you see a little bit of like electricity shoot up it, and that's what's causing that spark that you get, you keep seeing. Okay. With my bonus action, I'm going to recast the hex onto the Goliath. Then. Okay. Okay. Barnabas. When you make a dash, it's double your movement speed. It is double your movement speed, but it does take your full action. What if I use my Goring Rush? You can do that. I'm going to do that to um, the Goliath. Okay. You fell off your stand. 15. And use my Goring Rush. 13. Uh, 13 will hit. Nice. And that's 12. Nice. Uh, he also disappears when you run your head into him. <laughs> Damn, I'm taking people out left and right. The high elf that's back here was rather surprised. <laughs> I would um, imagine so. <laughs> He may or may not have noticed you guys when he first came in, and he certainly wasn't expecting a uh, minotaur to pop out from the other side of the pillar and cause the person he was fighting to disappear. Not even into like a puff of smoke or light or anything, they're just... Like, you definitely hit something, but then there was nothing there. I smile and say, you're welcome. <laughs> the bird person's gonna hop to another pillar and continue watching. There's, um, no, none of you guys see it, because none of you were looking this way. Something happens that we didn't see. Something happens that you guys are oblivious to. All right. Okay, I am going to continue kind of trekking along that way, looking for either an exit or something I can pick up to whack somebody with. Gotcha. <laughs> that is a 21 perception. That's, there's nothing in this nothing. room. There's not dust. Uh, you saw them fighting over here, mm -hmm. and you saw him. Like, you saw a little bit of blood, but as soon as the guy vanished, all of the blood is gone. Interesting. Can I roll an insight check, or is that too much? Like, you can try with in insight, uh -huh. but I don't know if that's the right skill to use. Okay. It's only a seven, anyhow. Considering all the weird stuff that has happened in this place tonight, this really doesn't seem out of place. Fair enough. All right, so this half-elf is going to turn to Barnabas and, like, hold out his hand. He's like, thank you. You're welcome, but I'm not going to take his hand. Just give him a thumbs up. Well, the ass just breathed. I like being alive more than being polite. <laughs> and then he's gonna catch his breath, because he's been fighting for the past while. How are your hit points? I'm full. I'm full. Okay. It is also not your turn. Just making sure. No, it's fine. Yeah. Joel, it is your turn. Okay. Can I do a insight check on the high elf? When he's extending his hand, yeah, and see, is that like an actual polite gesture, or is he got something up his sleeve, figuratively or literally? Nine. That seems like a weird thing to do in the middle of a fight. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Depending on how old they are, some some high elves literally spend a decade learning to control the muscles in their face. <laughs> okay. Well, I will hang out here for now until something happens. Third person is gonna stay there. He pulls out a very small book. It would fit in one of your palms of your hands, and it fits in his decently well. Hmm. All right, then. Would I have any idea of where he got it? I mean, I would assume he probably had to get it from the items, considering none of the rest of us had any items on us that we could bring in. Saw a book as one of the items on the pedestals. Okay. 
can't see it well enough to like be absolutely sure, and I don't think you picked up that item no, when you were back there. Seems the most reasonable option, at least. And then, things happen. Oh. Okay, well, you're looking up at the bird person who's up there. You suddenly see an arrow come out of nowhere, hit him, and you hear a small boom as the arrow impacts the bird person and knocks them off of the pillar. Mm. So they're going to take some fall damage. Oh, boy. And then it is Heather's turn. Okay. I'm probably getting a little frantic at this point. I am going to take a dash action around, still looking for any way out. That is a non-nat 20 perception. The room just continues. Not up. Yep. Nothing on the floor. Um, You look up at the ceiling, and it's like a dome, but there's nothing up there. Okay. I'm kind of freaking out by this point. (laughs) I love this. just like... Saying, yeah, no problem with this uh, halfling. is just running around in panic in the background. Clawing at the walls. <laughs> there has to be a way out. Before I end my turn, I am going to take my cunning action and hide. Yes. Which is a non-net 20. Okay. So the bird fellow falling down caused a lot of noise. The high elf is going to quickly like move around you to try to look over there and see what the sound was. Mm-hmm. Wrong perception check. We're gonna do a quick contest against our stealth. Three. Well, they got a seven. <laughs> My passive perception is eleven. But I think in this case, because of that distraction, yeah. I still think you fail it. Okay. I think you very easily see this. Mm-hmm. So when the high elf ran around, kind of put out a hand and very lightly touched his uh, leg. And then Joel, it's your turn. Oh boy, I see him do that. Probably not. I mean, like you're welcome to roll uh, perception to see if you did, but I think you were looking in the other direction. Yeah, I was probably distracted with that. I would like to see what hit him, like where the arrow come from. So perception check. Yep. Eleven. Not very perceptive. You see nothing on that side of the room that would have shot an arrow. Hmm. No people, no holes in walls, no <laughs> Okay. No spectral bow and arrows floating in midair. As I like hunger down a little bit. Where where's the nice arrow coming from? Okay. Matt, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh boy. Uh seven. You don't feel so good. Oh no. You take one point of poison damage. Oh no. I'm going to look at uh, my new friend that I just helped, and I'm going to do an insight check on him. I get plus three on that. Oh. <laughs> hey, our first crit fail. All right. So, during combat, we have a house rule that uh, if you roll one, you have to confirm it on a d6. Now, this is the one case where you want to roll two ones in a roll. <laughs> in a roll, two ones in a row. When you confirm it, if you get a one... It is just a simple failure. If it's a six, it causes some point of stat change, always in a bad way. Like an item is broken or break a bone and your speed is halved. In the middle, about a three or four is usually either like a weapon breaking in a way that can be fixed outside of combat or you're gonna hit an ally or yourself. And it varies between that and it varies between the situation. So, Matt, will you roll me that confirmation die? Even if it was just for insight? Even if it was just for insight. Okay. We are in the middle of combat. So you roll a one, which is okay. great. He looks like he's paying extreme attention to the bird person. Which, I mean, you have never seen a bird person before. <laughs> I don't think any of you would have seen a bird person before. They are very rare. So we wouldn't even have known of them before seeing this? Yes. Okay. And since I've been, like, basically around... Where we're at right now, I've not seen any portals or openings or anything. Nope. I'm just checking the my wisdom would be enough for me to divine. That probably need to beat everyone to get to leave. I'm gonna look back at my new friend and say, "Sorry, bro," and I'm gonna bash him with my horns again. All right. This is the first time you're hitting him. Oh. Yeah, yeah, bash my <laughs> horns again. Yeah. Eleven. That will miss. Okay. Help. He's like, "Whoa, man!" and is looking pretty mad at you. The bird person is going to stand back up and hide behind this pillar. 
the arrow did come from that direction, but mm -hmm. you didn't see anything over there. Yeah. So they're going to hide not well, but... <laughs> I think bird people are very conspicuous. In a stone dungeon-ish place? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to, like... Like, you actually see he's flexing his talons in one hand, ready to attack. Now, what's your armor class? Right now, it's a 16. An arrow sticks right above your head in the wall. Like a good foot above your head, but but still. That'll help you not panic more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyperventilation may be happening. Yeah, you know. Heather, it's your turn. Okay, first of all, I am going to move several paces that way. So I'm out of the range, and then I'm going to frantically look for wherever that came from. That's a 21 perception. Okay. You see a figure behind that first pillar that you guys hid behind. He's got a, a, a short bow on him. I'm gonna just point, there he is! Hey look, there's a guy. <laughs> and then while everybody's looking at him, I'm gonna try to hide. Okay. <laughs> um, which is a 25. I like it. Look over there! Do we know where she's pointing? Do we know where she is? I mean, Darren said, hey, there's a guy. You would have had to have turned around, <laughs> but yes. Okay. Well, that solves one mystery. And I think you might have turned around anyway when an arrow shot over your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. But you know. A lot of things are happening to me. Yep. A lot of new experiences. The uh, high elf gets a critical failure. I rolled a five on this five, and I think he, he poofs. He literally, <laughs> I think he just killed himself. <laughs> Let me roll a quick, like, damage, but, uh, yeah, he got max damage. Nice. <laughs> None of you slight me or you'll disappear. <laughs> Clearly, logic dictates that you make people disappear. <laughs> and then, Joel, it's your turn. Alright, so I can see Batman now. Yes, you can <clears> see. The Dark Knight. So what you actually see, <laughs> not Batman, uh, but you see a, um, Looks like an elf, but it has darker skin, like a, a grayish purple skin. Interesting. Okay. You've heard legends of the of these. They're called drow, but you've never seen one in person, mm. and have never met anyone who has seen one. And so far, I've not met any nice ones. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> considering he's shooting at your friends, safe bet. Yeah, I'm going to point at him and apply the hex to him. And then I'm going to fire an Eldritch Blast at him. That would be a 14 to hit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I never figured out to succeed. Sorry. Uh, bad DMing here. Yes, that will hit. Hey, okay. Nice. Leave that that's that my damage that I have written on my sheet is correct. I forget that does like a ton of damage. Can do a ton of damage. Well, it's a 1d10. Yeah. I mean, compared yes. to like most cantrips where it's like fire bolt is... A d8. Yeah. Which, I mean... It's a dice up from that. Yeah. There's a couple that do a d10. Mm -hmm. uh, so six damage. Plus what you get for hex. Plus one d6, thank you. Forgot about that. Even though I just cast on it. So six more damage. So 12 total. Yeah. What does your Eldritch Blast look like? Um, you know, I assume probably similar-ish to the base, um, where it's that like, crackling bolt of negative energy. Mm -hmm. Along with the like more hardened skin, like mm -hmm. kind of channeling almost through that. Okay. Out toward through my finger. Okay. And not that all of your spells have to be like. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of like but... one of the ones I can use a ton. Exactly. Though, so. Exactly. I like to think that like they almost stick to him for a second before dissipating. So it's almost like this blob that <laughs> latches on and mm -hmm. then dissipates as the damage is actually dealt. Cool. This is actually probably the first time the mod has ever used any kind of magic in a fight. Probably. Uh, and the first time he's ever actually hit. Yeah, this is also very true. So you are a magic guy. <laughs> know it. But anyway, for now, uh, Barnabas, it is your turn. Okay. I'm going to go over to the bird man person. Okay. And I'm going to use my horns on him. <laughs> I'm going to ask him if he's all right. His ready to action goes off first. But will not... Hit. Sorry, bird person. Okay. Eleven. Eleven will miss. Mm, okay. Like he gives a little hop into the air. You miss him. But then it is his turn, and he will try to claw attack you again. Uh, and that one will hit. Mm -hmm. Six damage. Okay. And then there's an arrow that comes at you. <laughs> Fail. But it just misses you. 
Crit fail for one confirm. Again, an arrow comes like five feet of you and lodges in the wall. And then it's your turn. Okay. Again, I'm going to move along the wall. You can use an arrow. You can stab him. That probably would not occur to me at that point. I'm like, Fair point. It's over my head. It's coming towards me. I'm going. <laughs> so I'm gonna continue investigating the wall, but trying to be kind of sneaky about. You're still running? Uh, no, I'm going okay. to calm myself enough to walk since clearly stuff is happening and I don't want to be seen. That's a five perception. I'm kind You're of You're pretty distracted. sure you might have just found a secret door in the wall. There's like a crack. Okay. But you haven't found any cracks before this. So. Cool. Do I have time to do anything with it? What would you like to do? Investigate it some more, see if I can find how to open it. Go for it. Okay. That is a nine investigation. You have not found a way to open the secret door yet. Okay, well, I'm but just sure going to there. use my cunning action right here oh, nice. for a 26. Nice. All right. Joe. I am going to point my finger and fire another Eldritch Blast at the uh, drill. So that's an 18 to hit. That will hit. Total of six damage. That will poof. Welcome to the poof club. <laughs> For my bonus action and apply the hex to Birdman. All right, Matt. Okay, gonna do my horns again. Uh, that is 19. That'll hit. Oh, Ooh, yeah, nice. So plus three, that's 13. And poof. Nice. Aw, oh, yeah. Aw, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Heather, it is your turn. Okay. Well, since I am convinced that there is a secret door here, I am going to do an arcana check on it, see if it's magically locked. <laughs> My skills are amazing right now. That was a four. No, but uh, you, you think you're just not getting like your lockpicks in the right spot. I'll keep working on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hide again. Woo, that is nine. Joel? At this point, I'm probably a little bit too riled up and... Uh, heat of the moment to worry about diplomacy at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to apply the hex to the new guy who walked in. But what you see is very interesting to you. Mm -hmm. This person has gills. Oh! Looks to have scales on him as well. The word mer merman comes to mind, but you but he looks more regal. Okay. Does he have legs? Yes, he has legs. Okay. Otherwise, I'd feel a little bad about shooting him if he's just flopping around on the ground. <laughs> he's got, like, webbed feet. Okay. Um, as interesting as he is, yeah, I'm still gonna, <laughs> still gonna fire Eldritch Blast at him. I'm a little on edge. <laughs> it says 17 to hit. That'll hit. And that's 14 damage. Alright, Matt. Is the dash action a bonus action? The dash action... The dash action is a <laughs> full action unless you have something that makes it... Something else. Like the rogue has one, their cunning action can make it into a bonus action. Okay. Alright. I'm going to, um, actually I'm going to use all my points and lay on hands. I'm going to try to be as sneaky as I can and hide behind this pillar. Hey! <laughs> 19. Um, nat 20 minus dex bonus. <laughs> yep. You form yourself behind this pillar perfectly. Cool. This going to walk out. Uh, he's going to run over to this pillar and try to hide. But you did shoot at him. I did. But he's gonna... Oh, my bad. She. Oh. Not that you guys could tell, but she <laughs> is gonna hide behind that pillar. But not that well. <laughs> and then, Heather, it is your turn. Okay. Can I do a thief's tool check on this whatever it is? Yeah, the secret Absolutely. door. <laughs> hey, nice. Not 20. 20. Okay, yeah, no, there's no secret door here. <laughs> 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 Okay, I'm gonna hide again. Thoroughly disappointed. Uh, that's a 16 stealth. All right. I presume I can't just normally see him from here. I'd have to do a perception check, correct? Correct. All right, then I will do such. Okay. Um, that is an 18. Uh, you easily see him. Okay, is that my full action to do no. that? Okay, no. then I will Eldritch Blast. And that'll be a 10 to hit. That will hit. Oh, Whoa. wow. Okay, I guess they're not used to being out of water. Uh, nine damage. They're still up. Okay, that's my turn. Okay. Can I do a perception check to try to find the mer person? Yep. Uh, 13? Yeah, you easily see them. Okay. <laughs> they they got well. They got an eight <laughs> for their stealth. I want to do a goring rush at the mer person. Okay. 
Nat 20. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, they poof. <laughs> You're welcome to roll the damage dice to see how much you do, but they they uh, they poof. Okay. And that's how you do it. Oh. Heather? Okay. I'm just going to do a perception check. Okay. I'm assuming I'm at least sort of aware of what they've been doing, but I'm going to try to see if there's anybody else around. Uh, that is a seven perception. No, you just see the two of them. Okay. Uh, guys, what's just happened and what now? I don't see any exits. What have our heroes gotten themselves into? Is this the end of the battle? No, actually. Uh, tune in next week for the continuation of this stupidly long combat that I could not condense down to a single episode. Um, and because of that, I have to break my own release schedule, and instead of a bonus episode next Monday, you will be getting the continuation of this combat. Um, so, uh, just uh, uh, cue, cue the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode two of The Legends of Loam. You can find maps and other world-building assets at our website, thelegendsofloam.com. We are The Legends of Loam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can email us at thelegendsofloam at gmail.com. Or you can find all those links at our website, thelegendsofloam.com. And hey, thank you for listening. <laughs>